What's happening? Shit, I know something happening. Cause everything's moving. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast, and this is Eric Sagala. The following is a recorded radio show called The Unlimited Sports Show, found at GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network at the Colorado Media School. Are you ready? You're listening to The Unlimited Sports Show, where we talk football, <laughs> basketball, <laughs> baseball, and hockey. <laughs> Or whatever else we want. Heels. Racing. Pull up. Three. No good. Rebound. Carolina. And the fairy tale ride for the Tar Heels. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com, a part of the Be On Your Network. I'm your host, Michael Courier, and with me today is Jeff Rar and Eric Sigala on the board. Duke versus North Carolina. Uh, I'm pretty sure you just answered your own question. My bad. What did I... (laughs) Keep going. So Duke versus North Carolina more than lived up to the hype. It was a fantastic game overall. Congratulations to North Carolina on beating Duke. Opinions on the, the game, boys. Well, this was uh, very disappointing for Coach K in his epic final season. It was an epic disaster, I got to say, man. But outside of that, I mean, he's had one hell of a career. Oh, um, yeah. You know, five national championships, uh, 13 Final Fours and three gold medals. Dude is a legend, man, in college basketball. So, unfortunate, yeah, they, they couldn't get the job done. It was kind of like all for nothing. But I kind of saw that coming when he lost his last home game, and that was pretty much you know, very disappointing for the whole fan base. Yeah, yeah. that last home game was to UNC as well. Um, could have been a lot better fairytale ending for Coach K. Yeah, North Carolina spoils it again for him. But many people didn't see North Carolina even making it this far. And the game itself had 18 lead changes throughout the game. I mean, the whole game itself was, you know, you run your edge of your seat the whole time. But if we're looking at Coach K's like career for in the NCAA, five NCAA championships, he has the tournament records of most wins, most games, and most Final Fours. And yeah, like we said earlier, with uh, UNC, Coach K's first loss came to UNC in December of 1980. And UNC, well, they ended his career last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was a big-time upset. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, pulling that one off 81-77. And then Kansas beating Villanova. 81-65, so now it's going to be Kansas and UNC tonight. So who you got in this one? Uh, I think I've got to go with Kansas. Kansas really matches up really well with uh, North Carolina just because North Carolina has a weakness in their defense, uh, and I think just Kansas has the better three-point shooters overall. Yeah, I got to go with the Jayhawks. He, uh, they're just the number one seed that made it here, so – Plus, I have a reason to be a Jayhawks fan tonight because I am a Duke fan. Ah. So, I don't want to see UNC win. So, Rock Jerk Jayhawk. See, I found myself at the beginning of the tournament kind of rooting against Duke. Just because, you know, everyone talks about Duke. Oh, the big bad Duke. And, you know, everybody wants them to win. And so, I kind of found myself rooting against them the whole tournament. But then as they got closer and closer, I kind of end up rooting for Duke just for Coach K for the reason of that in itself. 
And with the Kansas Villanova game, that one was, you know, not as exciting, but everybody was looking forward to the Duke North Carolina game more than that one, obviously. Uh, but yeah, like it set the stage for Kansas versus North Carolina. Right. It's a good old uh, rivalry. And this was like the first time that they played each other in the tourney. And that, that was, a, it was a good game, man. Uh, but I'm kind of happy I didn't see Duke win another national championship or go to another Final Four, you know. You know, not seeing Coach K finish his last season off with the championships kind of, I don't know, I enjoy it. You know, one day we're going to see, you know, Nick Saban, you know, how many championships he's gone to. I, I have a feeling that, you know, maybe his last season's not going to be a championship. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of nice to see. I do feel like, you know, getting a championship to, you know, go down in the sunset. I feel like March Madness is easily one of the toughest ones to do that. It's very difficult to do. And there's a lot of teams that get in front of you. But if we think of all of the NBA players that have played for him, it's insane. You know, we have Brandon Ingram, JJ Redick, Zion, RJ. The list is insane. He's had a big impact on not just NCAA, but also the NBA in itself. Yeah, because he was the Olympic coach for a long time. So yeah. he got the three rings and then they were trying to replace him with Pop. And Pop's been okay as an Olympic coach, but he... Hasn't had the same success that Coach Gay had. Yeah, absolutely. He's but, definitely like somebody who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, his career is uh, just insane. So, yeah. Happy for him, though. Yeah. He gets to retire, spend some time with his wife. And, man, that last shot of when North Carolina was shooting and you saw Coach K with his wife going in the tunnel holding hands. Yeah. Got me a little, touched me a little bit in the heart right there. Yeah. It's kind of very disappointing, man. I can understand, you know, everybody's heartbreak for for that team, you know. Him quoting saying, you know, we win together, we lose together. So it's unfortunate, but yeah, now we're going to get North Carolina and Kansas. Can't wait for this one to go on. We're just moments away. Yeah. One of the players for North Carolina that was amazing was Caleb Love. Oh, yeah. 28 points. And he he was going off. Like he towards that end, he really wanted that. I mean, RJ Davis with 18 and Monique with uh, 14 points. Uh, overall, it was fantastic. And Banchero, who's, he's going to be going to the NBA, obviously. Oh, there's, yeah. there's no way he's not going to go to the draft. He had a double-double, 20 points, 10 rebounds. And besides that, he didn't have much help. I mean, he got from Moore Jr., he got they had, he had 10 points. But Banchero, for the most part, felt like he was kind of on his own that whole time. But yeah. then we also had uh, Trevor Keels off the bench. He was amazing. 19 points. He was really... The, the the key that held that team together, I felt like, was him. Well, Benchero was kind of, you know, it's kind of sidekick in a way of the game, even though he did more. Uh, and then another team, uh, a Carolina team, different state, though. South Carolina beat UConn in the NCAA Women's National Championship game. Congratulations to them. Yeah, congratulations, South Carolina. A big uh, difference maker in that one was Aaliyah, uh, Aaliyah Boston, who had 16 rebounds. And that was really the story of the game when you watched it. Um, South Carolina just out-rebounded UConn, which basically gave them all the, like, so many offensive rebounds. That's all they kept saying. Another offensive rebound. Another mm-hmm. offensive rebound. And, yeah, South Carolina pulled through, and uh, they took that game. And, I mean, they had a league. They were up by 18, and UConn brought it within six. If they would have come back, it would have been the largest lead in the national championship. But, unfortunately, yeah, they weren't able to do it. And, uh, yeah, once they got that lead, they never looked back. Congratulations, South Carolina, for their national championship. Should have won it last year, but, uh, yeah, we're upset. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Yeah, they really took down a powerhouse like UConn, and really South Carolina is now becoming 
the new powerhouse for NCAA women's basketball. And props to Dawn Staley, you know, second national championship in five years. And she's done amazing things for the sport. Uh, people are only saying good things about her right now. Yeah, I'm happy for Dawn Staley, you know, her getting another championship. And uh, UConn, they, they put up a good fight. You know, they were definitely like uh, one of those teams that are going into the national into the uh, tournament that everybody kind of like hyped up as going to be, you know, the next champion. But yeah, not South Carolina. They, they held their own and they lived up to the number one seed. Yeah. When that loss, UConn ended up losing their perfect record in national championship games. They were 10 and 0 going into that. That was probably the big story going oh, yeah, into that right. game against South Carolina. Is Gio Ariyama was 10 and 0 in national championship games and now he's 10 and 1. Yeah, I mean like all the players that have played for UConn over the years and won those national championships when you think about it, it's a great list, you know, Diana Trossi and Sue Bird. And uh, now even this new group that they have, you know, I have a feeling that they're going to do good things in the WNBA. Yeah. So I just want to make it clear for everyone here. Who do we have winning tonight again? Kansas. Kansas, Kansas. Uh, I'm going to go with the underdog UNC. All right. You're going to see. Yeah. I just want to see him because, well, for one, my boss is a big UNC fan and I don't want to see him, you know, being very upset when I go in tonight. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you want you want him to be in a good. I want mood. him to be in a good mood. So let's go uh, UNC. But, Score. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't really care. I hope Kansas pulls it through. But you know. Yeah. The only thing. I, yeah. I'm kind of the same thing. I just want a good game. I just want. Yeah. I just give want me a good game. Give me the buzzer beater. Yeah. I don't, care. Yeah, I don't exactly. care who hits it. Just give me the buzzer beater. That's what March Madness is all about. The buzzer beaters. Yeah. You got to so end on a buzzer are, beater. It's great. Yeah. Score prediction. Uh Um. I'm gonna go with uh, 85-82. Oh, I score them. Go up by three. Jeff. Let's go 77 71. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go 75-68. 75-68? 75-68. I think that defense from Kansas is going to be too much to handle. But I will say, you know, North Carolina, they got some dogs on that team. They do. got that. That's, that's why they got there, man. Uh, absolutely. I mean, number eight seed, that's impressive. Good for them and good for uh, Caleb Love. They've been doing terrific things. Um, did you guys see this happening? You know, North Carolina? Not North Kansas? Carolina. I did not see no. North Carolina. Um, yeah, what was everyone's bracket looking like? No, mine kind of got ruined like the first week, you know. Well, yeah. yeah. But like Close I'm to. saying, who'd you have in like kind of like the final four? Well, I definitely had uh, Villanova was one because I always have Villanova in there. Um, mm-hmm. I think I had Stanford, and I think I had uh, I think I had Kansas. I don't remember who else I had, but I know it wasn't North Carolina. The first time in like five years I haven't done my March Madness bracket. <laughs> I didn't do one either, but I did have Villanova winning it all. Yeah, Villanova winning the, uh, the Justin Moore injury, I feel like, just really took it out of them. Props to Kevin Durant for you know, advising Justin Moore and kind of saying, you know, you're not done, man. You know, you still got a whole career ahead of you. And, you know, Jay Wright, he's a genius. Villanova will be back. They always will be. The one thing I'm curious is what uh, what Duke will look like with Coach K doing. You know, like who is there any idea of who they're bringing in yet for head coach? Probably some blue blood. Yeah, probably some blue blood. Maybe bring in JJ Redick. I want JJ Reddick to be the 
New coach for Duke. He's a genius. He knows what he's talking about. For that's for sure. All right. When we come back, we will be writing the Lakers eulogy. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileEye.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. Live from Ball Arena for one night only, it's KRS One. Tickets available online. You can get a chance to listen to some of his greatest hits from Criminal Minded and so much more. Show starts at 7 p.m. on September 12th live at Ball Arena. Show out for the Blastmaster KRS One. Are you feeling troggy or tired? Needing motivation or inspiration? Yeah. Want to go to that party or need a workout? Oh yeah! Well then you need a bang. bang! This is not your average energy drink. Bang is a revolutionary drink that combines essential amino acids with clean ingredients and 300 milligrams of caffeine for a good for you fuel to last you all day. With over 40 different flavors, there's a bang for everyone. Bang energy drinks, fuel your destiny. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama. Uh-huh. His laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the llama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, llama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The llama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. You gotta be unlimited. You gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. Welcome back. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. I'm your host, Michael Courier, and with me is Jeff Rar and Eric Sigala. Well, it's time to write in a, a eulogy for the Lakers, boys. 
I'd like to thank you all for coming today. Uh, it's a tough day for the fans in LA. And in general, it's tough for the Los Angeles Lakers franchise. And a lot of fans in LA are very disappointed. But here's a, what one fan of the LA Lakers had to say. And he actually is a Los Angeles Laker legend. This is what he had to say on First Take ESPN. My problem is with them saying, oh, making all these excuses. So we're making excuses again. Quit making excuses. This thing did not work out. The parts did not fit. And last but not least, it's not all on Frank Vogel. We know he's going to get fired. We know that. If the players don't say, I got to get better next season, because Stephen A., they coming back with the same team, not not the same nine role players, but, but the core three is probably going to have to come back because you can't attach a first-round pick trying to trade Westbrook. You just can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with what he's saying, that it's going to be very difficult to trade Russell Westbrook. And I, ideally, you know, you want to keep LeBron and Anthony Davis, but I just don't think if they keep the core three, I don't think they're going to be any better than what they were this year. They probably shouldn't keep Westbrook around. He's a good player still. He just doesn't fit with the way LeBron and AD play. Plus, it didn't help that AD's been hurt all year. Yeah. For the most part, he's been in and out of the lineup. Westbrook... Well, even last year, you see the you keep seeing these posts of his stats last year with the Wizards, where it's like this feels like a lifetime ago, but it was just last season with Westbrook having a crazy triple double stat line. He just doesn't mesh well with LeBron as a player. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It's because you know Westbrook, in a way, is kind of like LeBron. Where LeBron, he likes his shoot three point shooters, and he can you know dish, he can drive to the basket. That's kind of what Westbrook's like, too. But if you have two of them on the court and, you know, there's not a lot of whole three-point shooters on this Lakers squad, but I don't see them improving much. Eric? Yeah, well, I actually feel like this little eulogy you did should have been for uh, Frank Vogel and Russell Westbrook. Definitely those two guys I do not see coming back with the Lakers. I don't even know if uh, we're going to get Anthony Davis. You know, I think... You know, they should look at him and, and they, they should be concerned with his injury I don't, history. Even I just, if I'm another team, I'm not going to want Anthony Davis. Oh, I I know, but maybe just, you know, like release him, kick him to the curb. Oh, release yeah. Anthony Davis? Like disrespectful, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I mean, I would be very disappointed if I spent all this money on Anthony Davis thinking oh, yeah. he was going to, you know, bring me, you know, three more championships to the city of Los Angeles. But, you know. I mean, he hasn't even been able to stay healthy the last couple of seasons. Um, and the whole Frank Vogel situation, I kind of had a feeling if he didn't make the playoffs or even like, you know, the play the plan, tournament, yeah, yeah, he was going to lose his job. And I feel like, yeah, he's, he's done with at the end of the season. I think it's unfair to Frank Vogel. Ah, oh, man. Uh, I do not think he's a bad coach. I think this is the so whole situation. Even LeBron fit. James, when they won their championship, had uh, criticism against Frank Vogel in the early in the season. So I have a feeling that he's, he's on his way out. I think the best part about the eulogy for the Lakers, former Nuggets player Carmelo Anthony got driven and taken to the basket by Joker to end the Lakers season. It was great. Yeah, no, I feel like the Nuggets beating them definitely put them in their spot. I feel like that just completely makes it almost an unrealistic task to make it into the play-in tournament because they're, what, two games behind San Antonio right now? So technically they're not – officially eliminated Not but it's yet. very unlikely for them to make it i think Precisely. the pelicans have to win out and the laker or the pelicans would have to lose out 
and then the Lakers would have to win out, and then I believe they would have to win two more games than the Spurs, but there's just not enough games for that Yeah, the Lakers don't control their destiny anymore. No, yeah, they are two games behind the Spurs who are in the 10th. All right, so is, is this team with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kobe, or Kobe <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. That's who they need. All right. That's who they Kobe need. That's who they back. need. Yeah, Melo and uh, Anthony Davis, you know, is this a bigger uh, disappointing season of, or is Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash, and Dwight Howard? Uh, this season, this by season far. Is, oh, yeah. They feel the same to me. Pretty I, much, man. I mean, they both have to feel the same. Long. I mean, compare the point guard. You get 40-year-old Steve Nash – Compared to in his early 30s, still Westbrook. Westbrook, my bad. And some could say Steve Nash played better than Westbrook. It's true. I mean, and Dwight with the injuries and then Anthony Davis with the injuries. They both are very similar. I didn't think about that. But, okay, so let's say they go to LeBron. They go, LeBron, all right, we're getting rid of everyone. AD's going. Russell's going. We're completely blowing it up. We're keeping you. Who do you want? No, well, it's not that easy. Because they don't have much draft picks. And then what can you really get back from, you know, a wash Westbrook? And, man, I keep almost accidentally saying Westbrook. <laughs> and I have to keep stopping myself from it. But the uh, injury-prone Anthony Davis, and they say, all right, we're rebuilding. And LeBron, you just you just got to stay here. And with the young guys, I know you don't like playing with the younger guys, but this is what we're doing. You're the type of fan that Westbrook doesn't like. Playing in front of, as you mentioned before. I'm not doing it Always on purpose. mispronouncing my name. No, I'm not a fan of people doing that. But it does somewhat. It's easier to say than Westbrook. Westbrook is easier. If I'm LeBron, I'm saying it's such a diss. I'm sorry, Lakers, but I'm going to go back to Cleveland. So then he can destroy that franchise. Exactly. Destroy that franchise. Get rid of the younger guys there. I don't think. Well, I do think Cleveland will welcome LeBron back. Yeah. But... The Lakers, six straight losses. And here's one interesting thing that I found that blew my mind. Since the All-Star break, they've only won four games. Come four. Oh man. Four. It's been just chemistry issues plus injuries. That's been... Plus Frank Vogel being an incompetent coach. Yeah. But even then, I mean, like even LeBron James, I feel like he's getting up there in age. I mean, yet again, another season where he hasn't played the whole season and he's hurt. Well, I mean, every year, every year he's hurt. You can't give me one. When was the last time he was? But here's the other thing. LeBron's also been giving it all this year. At an older age. The whole time he's been with the Lakers, he has not been 100%. I feel like LeBron's been putting this Lakers team on his back. He's literally leading the league in points. And that's the thing. This is a wasted year for LeBron. Not not at like getting at LeBron. I'm saying that it's a disappointment. Because we don't have many years of LeBron left. Okay, if we had LeBron James playing in these final few games... No doubt in my mind that they would have made the playing tournament because you know how, how he plays at the elevated level and kind of the same thing happened last year. He had to play at a high level in order for them to make the playing tournament. Still, they lost, but if LeBron James is healthy at the end of the season, I have a feeling that they would have made it. But, but Yeah, him, but you can't tell I a guy, be like, I don't care if you're injured. I want you out on that court right now. He's injured every year is what I'm saying. Well, he's that's getting old. That's, Look that's at what I'm saying. He's that getting he's old. That's life. what I wanted to hear because he's 38 years old. So you're upset at LeBron because he's old. How much longer does he have? At least a year or two after Bronny comes in the league. I feel like we're seeing the twilight of LeBron James's career. LeBron's yeah. probably – we got LeBron's going to retire about – Two to three years after Bronny comes into the NBA. Well, here's the thing. There's we a different, are we talking, Can't always you know, you insane LeBron or LeBron being in the NBA? 
I mean like insane LeBron. That's the difference oh, maker. Yeah, probably. Last year, that was probably the last time we saw. If we want insane this year, LeBron. I mean, yeah, he's, he's leading the league in points, but he also isn't healthy. I think next year we'll maybe see 23 points per game, and then it'll probably go from 23 to maybe 20 to if, 17, and then I think he'll call it. If you look at LeBron's entire career, this is probably one of the first times in a long time he's had a full offseason to make sure he's healthy. And able to go. It's happened uh, three other times in his career. His rookie year, the year after that, and then uh, the the rookie, kind of the younger Lakers with uh, Lonzo and them that year as well. They did not make the playoffs. So this will be his fourth time that he's going through uh, an early vacation. But if we're talking about another team, well, the Nets, they've had a lot of injuries and a lot of chemistry issues. But it just got worse for them as Ben Simmons is ruled out for the play-in tournament and the rest of the regular season. Do you guys see the Nets making a deep playoff run, or is it going to be an early exit? Uh, early exit. Um, the Nets, them losing to Atlanta this past weekend, I mean, that, that automatically locks them into the play-in tournament. This was a team that everybody had you know, projected as the favorite to win the yeah, championship they, this year. Yeah, everybody saw they Everybody's they saying top three team. Yeah, Nets and Lakers. Nets, and, be Lakers. Nets and Lakers. In the yeah. championship. And Nets are currently 10th right now. So they're barely in, even like made that play-in spot. But yeah, so pretty much, yeah, the East is set. You know, the Knicks were eliminated, Wizards eliminated, Pacers eliminated, Pistons, and Magic eliminated. The only way the Nets make a deep playoff run is if New York lifts the COVID ban so Kyrie can play in they the did. game. They did lift it. They so might make it. So he, he should be able to play. They might make it to the second round or, or even Well, when the we say when I say deep playoff run, I'm thinking Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, Eastern Conference Finals or Finals. That's deep playoff run. Yeah. That's I what think I they might at least make it to second round because Kevin Durant still is the best scorer in the NBA right now. And we could easily, I mean, the Hawks are in the play-in, so we could easily see the Hawks beat the Nets in the play-in, and the, that's it for the Nets. They get that one game and they're kaput. But yeah. I, I do see, though, it's... I would see more ideally that, or not ideally, I would try to think of a word to say. My gosh. I would more than likely see them, you know, early exit than the deep playoff run just because I don't really know what we're going to get. Kevin Durant has blamed this season on his injuries. And I do understand the James thing did not help at all. And then getting back a player who's not even playing for you. Exactly. And and right now in the uh, East, it's uh, Cleveland, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Brooklyn that are in the playing tournament currently. Yeah. It's... It's going to be exciting playoffs. It's coming soon. This is the final week of the regular season. There is one ball, brother, in the playoffs. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah, in the West, it's the Clippers, uh, New Orleans, San Antonio, and Minnesota that are in the playing tournament. So we'll see what uh, what goes on here. Yeah, there's another thing coming up soon this week. Uh, that's opening day for baseball. We'll be talking about that next. This is the Unlimited Sports Show. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show me. 
Every day, across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the llama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than go mile high day camp, llama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The llama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on gomilehigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com Hey man, what's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah, I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah, because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today, so find your voice at beonair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. This is the Unlimited Sports Talk Radio Show, where we talk unlimited sports on Go Mile High Radio. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. I'm Michael Courier, and I have Jeff Roth and Eric Sigala alongside with me. Well, opening day is officially three days away. You fellas looking forward to it or no? Season in general? Yeah. Not really? Uh, I certainly am. Because opening day, just just opening day in general just makes you feel good. You know, you know, spring's coming, having the baseball on in the background while you're doing something, it's a good time. It is, it really is. You know, I've been to a few home openers for the Colorado Rockies, and, you know, it's a very beautiful state of mind for everybody that's there. You know, everybody's really happy. They're very hopeful, you mm. know. but Especially just, this year. Especially this year. past couple of years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Colorado Rockies' projected record is 66 and 96 with a 1.5% playoff odds. You know what? They were projected to have 100 losses last year, and they avoided <laughs> that. So, you know what? That, I feel like They'll that's do it again this year. 
and they'll yeah they'll do it again this year. Right on, Eric. Are you going this Chris, year? Chris Chris Bryant? No, I'm not going this year. But Chris, Chris Bryant's Bryant, gonna try to will that team. To Chris Bryant is gonna carry the entire Rockies on his back, and you guys are gonna just watch it off. Oh, he'll love it. I mean, he'll hit you know 340 home runs. Maybe Brandel Grishik, the new Rocky as well, hit also, 31 home runs. Yeah, uh, they also signed uh, you know uh, Ryan McMahon to a long term contract, so I'm trying to lock him in. And yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see what happens, you know. Yeah, I mean, Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, they combined for 31 wins like they did in 2018. But here's the other thing. Kyle Freeland's opening this, the yeah. year for the Rockies. Freeman this year, not not Marquez, which I feel like is a little questionable. But uh, I heard that's because Marquez's last start's too close to opening day, so they're starting uh, Freeland I instead. Got it, I got it. I mean, those things all sound great, but the sad thing is those are the only good players that the Rockies have. Charlie Blackman. Oh, Washed. don't you Washed. don't. Washed. I'm a big fan of Charlie Blackman, but... Does it sound like it? I, You can't be calling him the, like a star-studded player. I didn't say he was a star-studded player. Well, you're comparing him to Chris Bryant. You know, that's all we have, okay? That's all we got. All right, I understand. All right, Charlie Blackman, oh. go, to the, go to the stadium, and that's all the jerseys you see because nobody else knows who to root on for. <gasps> There's no more uh, Nolan Arenado. There's no more Trevor Story. Trevor Story so you know what? Charlie Blackman, he's still here. He's a tenured player. Will you be kind of rooting for – because, you know, you have those players that you you enjoy. Like kind of for me with Robert Covington, Robert Covington, who was on the Sixers, you know, I liked him a lot as a player. And then when you, they go to a different team, you kind of root for them, Seb, like quietly. Will you be doing that with Trevor Story or no? Um, I'll, I'll watch his career, but I'm not going to be like, I'm still a Trevor Story. Like I'm not a oh, Arenado yeah. fan, but like I know he's still killing in St. Louis. You know, I, I feel have a feeling that Trevor Story is going to kill it with uh, Boston. So, no, no, I'm not going to. Oh, the green monster. I mean, Trevor I'm already Story. doing that with the Rockies starting left fielder. Yeah. You know what I do when, when the Rockies season starts, you know, falling apart? I normally go back and watch 2007 playoff highlights and make me feel good about myself. Get them downloaded right now. That's what I'll have to do. You got to be ahead of the curve, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gamble. good thing for Chris Bryant, though, at least uh, that second homestand, no matter what, it's going to be a home game because uh, – we're, we're going to make it Wrigleyville West out here. I don't know why you guys are giving the Rockies such a hard time. I mean, well, Chris Bryant has said, you know, that he's never played for a losing team and he uh, doesn't tend to. So let, let's let's go. I'm being something Chris Bryant is not realistic. Oh, sorry. I love Chris Bryant. I think he's a great guy. He's a great player. Doesn't sound like it. I just think he's in a bad situation. No, you think he's in a good situation? Uh, if it, <laughs> to I'll be, be honest. Better. Yeah. If they would have kept Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story, he would have been in a great situation. Yeah, but the problem with that is the Rockies would be spending a whole lot more money, and they don't like doing that. Yeah, Monford likes to yeah. keep everything in his pocket. He, he just wants like to keep building on this wonderful, you know, course field that we have. Yeah. So, if we're looking at the top five power rankings so far going into the season, we have the Dodgers at number one, obviously. How can uh, not? With the addition of Freddie Freeman. I don't think they should be one. Who, think- who should be one, then? Hmm. Not the Dodgers. Okay, that's just you're just hating on the Dodgers. Then I mean, they are clearly number one. They've they already were star studded. I mean, they just got rid of AJ Pollock to bolster that bullpen with Craig Kimbrell, and that's because they have so much depth in the outfield that the team is loaded. And then you add Freddie Freeman. I mean, that's a dangerous team. The pitching is great. If Trevor Bauer, if he can come back somehow, do that you, pitching staff is insane. Who do you think? Cody Bellinger is going to be in a bounce back MVP year. No, but that's the thing. The Dodgers don't even need him to be. Yeah, the Dodgers are already stacked. Yeah. I mean, even with the losses that they've had in the offseason, I mean, they're still 
they're still going to win the West. I, I, I just, yeah, no other team. I mean, San Diego maybe a couple years ago, but like nowadays, they yeah, fell off. San Diego, and San Fran's great. San Fran, you know, what yeah, they were San able to Fran, do last year, I, I but think what San Fran did was great. It was kind of like was, a Cinderella uh, it's gonna story. Be the yeah, exactly. Yeah. That Giants year run last year was kind of a miracle run for Buster Posey's last year. Yeah, it's tough. Their roster is getting older and older. Uh, number two, Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, Vlad, Bo, Guerrero, uh, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gosman. Matt, they got Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman, yeah. I mean, they're going to have a good year. Projected record of 96 and 66. Braves, the uh, champs, number three. And then uh, White Sox four, and Houston number five. I'm looking at a different one, and it doesn't even have the Braves in the top five. It has them at the eight. Braves in the top five. The, the one I'm looking at has the Braves at eight. What wow. are you looking at? What power rankings is that? MLB.com opening day power rankings. MLB.com doesn't even know their sport. It's like rankings. posted 2019. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's back in 2005. <laughs> The team that just missed the top five was actually the New York Yankees. And their offseason was so interesting. I mean, they got Josh Donaldson, but everyone was expecting for them to get a Trevor Story, That's to get a I Carlos Correa. I don't understand why they didn't go I, all in on Trevor Story. I felt like that would have put them over the edge, man, straight up. Here's the thing. I think they're waiting. They don't want to spend big money because they know they got to extend Aaron Judge. Right. They know that they're going to be paying a lot, and they know that their fans will be ticked if they do not re-sign Aaron Judge. So I feel like what they're thinking is, okay, well, instead of us getting a Trevor Story, a Carlos Correa, a, some star-studded free agents this year, let's hold off and wait to put this money towards Aaron Judge. But that's the thing. They're kind of wasting this year in a way. I mean, yeah, the 94-68 record would be nice, but I, they're not going to make much noise in the playoffs. They're wasting uh, the cheapness they got in Aaron Judge right now with those arbitration years. Yeah, it's... Going to be interesting. Uh, another interesting team is the Oakland A's as they have been just fire sailing everyone. and They have not spent a single penny on free agents Typical this year. Typical athletics baseball. Yeah, Moneyball. They're trading Sean Mania to the Padres, and the Padres are already getting more starting pitching than they've ever needed. Uh, it's going to be interesting with the Padres, how their year pans out with you know Tatis not starting right away with his injury to his hand. Right. You Darvish getting older. Yeah, I, I do think, though, this year they'll be better and they will make the playoffs just because that hype isn't really around them. It's kind of that situation where everyone was expecting them to win the World Series last year and they don't even make the playoffs. So that everyone's kind of like, all right, they're not that great. And then I feel like this year the pressure will be off of them and they'll really shock everyone. Yeah, I felt like the National League West is pretty pretty good division other than, you know, the Rockies, the Rockies and, and the D-backs. The yeah. Diamondbacks, who I thought... The Rockies were going to be worse than the Diamondbacks last year. Surprise there. <laughs> um, so they weren't the worst, but they were pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know, you know, you got San, San Francisco, who was the number one seed last year. Um, and then, you know, the Dodgers, who just been to the championship. And of course, uh, you got Padres. San Diego, who I thought, yeah, they were going to make it, but I guess not. Yeah. Some bad news, though. Uh, White Sox starter Lance Lynn to be sidelined. MRI shows a slight tear in his knee, and it'll most likely be around six to eight weeks of the season he'll be missing. So that's about two months of baseball, which that's going to be a big hit for the White Sox. Chris Sale placed on 60-day IL with a rib fracture. Have you guys ever had a, like, a rib injury, like broken ribs or anything? 
Yeah, I, I broke a rib once, uh, and it's not a very comfortable thing. No, I've heard it's awful. Like even it's, breathing hurts. It's hard to breathe sometimes, and you got to be able to like learn how to rebreathe. You mm. have to like, yeah, you have to have a whole another like. <laughs> you got to like change it up, you know, and that that's uh, pretty exhausting right then and there. Oh, another thing that's exhausting is Jacob Degrom. He's hurt again. Almost uh, opening day, again. and it's a shoulder injury. He's expected to miss a significant amount of time. We don't really know exactly what. When that other star back? pitcher the Mets signed and Scherzer's hurt as well. Yeah, Scherzer's hamstring. He's having issues with that. He should be okay for opening day. Are the Mets cursed? Yes. Mets gonna Mets, man. Mets gonna Mets, huh? And I'm all right with that. <laughs> I love a good Mets, uh, but I do think that will be good this year. The other thing is AL East, or the NL East is stacked. Defending champs, Braves, you know, the Mets getting Max Scherzer and um, all the players that they've signed over this free agency. Um, and then the Phillies, you know, getting Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos. That's going to be exciting. Defense is going to be iffy, but they sure as heck going to hit home runs. Yeah. Pujols is uh, expected to make his 22nd consecutive start on opening day. And now that the DH is in the National League, he is going to DH for the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, same day news about Pujols is uh, he just filed for divorce from his wife. After oh. she went into brain surgery. Wow. Well, you know, you learn you learn a lot of things here on the Unlimited Sports Show. And that is a good tidbit right there because I, I did not know that. Yeah, that was uh, just today. Uh, Pujols, after 22 years with his wife, is filing for a divorce. Wow. And so she's been around since this whole time in the big leagues because 22 consecutive starts. And uh, now I guess that's kind of it for his uh, divorce. Goes back to the Cardinals and... Doesn't want to be boring in St. Louis anymore. Yeah. It's uh, going to be interesting. When we return, we'll be discussing the NFL and the latest moves. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com, part of the BNN Network. Live from Ball Arena for one night only, it's KRS One. Tickets available online. You can get a chance to listen to some of his greatest hits from Criminal Minded and so much more. Show starts at 7 p.m. on September 12th, live at Ball Arena. Show out for the Blastmaster KRS One. Are you feeling droggy or tired? Needing motivation or inspiration? Want to go to that party or need a workout? Well, then you need a bang. This is not your average energy drink. Bang is a revolutionary drink that combines essential amino acids with clean ingredients and 300 milligrams of caffeine for a good-for-you fuel to last you all day. With over 40 different flavors, there's a bang for everyone. Bang Energy Drinks. Fuel your destiny. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air 
broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and College Radio is that place for it. College Radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama, what? you know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the llama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than Go Mile High Dad Camp, Lama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The llama actually tips me this time, two one. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com This is the Unlimited Sports Show. It's where you get all the unlimited sports information you need. Breathing is hard. Bear tested. Somebody stop that Welcome back. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com, part of the BNR Network. I'm your host, Michael Creer, and with me is Jeff Rohr to my right and Eric Sagala on the board. Well, fellas, Frank Gore is set to retire from the NFL at 38 years old. After he he got knocked out in a boxing match. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Third on the NFL's all-time rushing list, and he had nine 1,000-yard rushing seasons, and he's played in more games than any other player in the NFL at 241. Yeah, congrats to Frank Gore. That's an accomplishment, man. I mean, yeah, I remember him killing it with San Francisco uh, for you know many, many seasons, and then him kind of bouncing around, and he was still like consistent. I think his mm-hmm. last year was with the Jets, right? And he was still yep. going in there and just doing his same old Frank Gore things. Man. I mean, the fact that he has the most games played is kind of crazy. because easy. Because in college, uh, he ended up tearing both ACLs mm-hmm. coming into the league. That's why his draft stock fell heavily. Oh, that's right. I feel like he's so underrated, though. For even being third all-time in rushing, I feel like many people don't talk about him. Yeah, I mean, he was never on any, like, contending team. You know, he wasn't, like, in the national spotlight as often as some people are. But, um, I mean, for true football fans, they know how great Frank Gore was. I mean, he, he's been consistent. He's been good. And, uh, you know, there, there's... Been a lot of good, you know, plays by him. I'm a big fan. Yeah, he had a great career. He's going to sign a one uh, one day contract with the 49ers. He said he doesn't know exactly when that's going to be just yet. Uh, they're figuring that out right now. We had a trade in the NFL: Eagles and Saints. The Saints are getting the number 16th 
19th and 194th pick this year. And the Eagles get the number 18th pick, the number 101st pick, number 237th pick. And then they're also going to be getting a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick. So really the Eagles are getting two more picks than originally. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's a a lot of picks to be trading away. I think both teams still have at least two or three first round picks. So they're going to be building great this year. I mean, the Saints are doing interesting stuff, trading a lot of capital away when you just have Sean Payton retire. Yeah, I mean, it helps New Orleans add talent without having to use like precise salary cap space in free agency. They don't even have that. But yeah, it's very unclear. Like, are the Saints intending to package the two picks for another move? Or if they like the idea of double dipping in this year's top 20 draft? Many people don't really know exactly what they're doing. But the Eagles are certainly happy with what they got. I mean, spreads their assets over multiple seasons. Uh, but it also adds to their overall capital through acquiring a future second round pick. So, I mean, when I first saw it, I was kind of, I didn't really understand it. But now I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. It made sense. Uh, it also gives them flexibility on the quarterback front. They get to see what Jalen Hurts does uh, this year and kind of decide, like, I'm all for giving Jalen Hurts, you know, the keys. You know, go, do it. We'll get you the right pieces. So you can have a successful year this year. But then also, look, there's a chance it might not pan out for them. So, so I think this is a good year for them to see what they have in Jalen. And then if they really need to, you can use those future picks to get a quarterback. Do you think Hurts does it? Do you think this is his year? I, to- personally, I don't think Jalen Hurts is even that good. Because I've been watching him since he was at Bama. He's and a playoff quarterback. Yeah, yeah in playoffs. the weakest division in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think Jalen can be a whole lot better than what he was. Obviously, this year he wasn't awful, but I also think there he, wasn't enough pieces for him. He can't he can't throw to the left side of the field at all. He at all. he can't he struggles throwing that left side. He's struggled since his freshman year in Bama to throw that left side. That's why he got replaced by the limped arm to attack of Aloha. Who's another guy who a lot of people are, have a big huge question mark around. Do you think that Tua does it this year? Do you think he's the answer for Miami? Uh, if Tua was a right, through with, like, with his natural right hand instead of what his father trained him to do and throw with his left, he would be a lot better quarterback in the league if he was a right-handed quarterback instead of left-handed. Hmm. I mean, there's some great left-handed quarterbacks. I mean, Steve Young was a lefty. And Tua's uh, not Kenny one of them. Kenny Stabler was a lefty, <laughs> and those guys are great. So I don't yeah. think it has to just be with, you know, their, their left. But I, I don't know. Tua... I feel like, um, you know, ever since that hip injury in, in Bama, you know, he has not been the same quarterback. But I felt like he had a lot of potential. Nowadays, I don't know. It's Like I said, there's a huge question mark around Tua Tagaloa. Because I, uh, I think it was after the first practice, Tyreek Hill got quoted as uh, saying going from a home to Tua is like going from a Lambo to a used 2001 Camry. Damn, he said that? No, he did not. I know he did. It's a fun little quote, though. I was gonna say, could you yeah, imagine? that I saw that. that right was away, from, that would have been just. No, that was from a fake social media yeah. NFL meme account. I saw yeah, that. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, the uproar. Oh man, but yes, for Tua and both Jalen, this is the year where they have to show that they are a solid NFL quarterback because this is a quarterback's league. Okay, you what about? I got the, another one for you. This is the year that Tua and Jalen have to show that they're better than 
the dude up in New England. Look at the Seattle situation. Mm-hmm. They got Drew Locke right now, and I bum. believe they still have Geno Smith. Even bigger bum. Do you think they go with those two guys, or do you think they make possibly a Kaepernick move or a quarterback move in the draft? What do you think? I feel like they're going to go quarterback in the draft. Uh, Weirdly, I could see Seattle being the landing spot for Baker for like minimal draft capital. Just as a a, Baker's better than Drew. He's better than Geno. I kind of felt like Drew Locke and Baker Mayfield was the same dude. <laughs> yeah. Like Drew Locke's just a bigger, stronger version. Drew Locke just listens to hip hop. That's, that's the only difference. You brought out Kaepernick, though. And, but Kaepernick, uh, yes. He was throwing at Michigan yep. over the weekend. Yep, trying to get his end. You know, he had game. some nice passes, you know, whatever. Um, he says he can still play and still throw it. He doesn't he throw four interceptions in a game. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I remember one. But does a quarterback really ever have a bad, like, pro day or exhibition day like they always look good no matter what of course, that's true just a showcase for them to be like you know hey, look at me you know but even I, backup yes as a backup i definitely yeah. see him coming in as a backup he backup is what i see he drew locker i do I see to be honest with uh seattle making that move but to get rid of russell wilson and getting the ninth overall pick i totally see them going after malik willis in the draft mm-hmm. totally see it. that doesn't happen i'll be kind of surprised but I could totally see that happening, and I think that's where they go. I don't think they go after Kaepernick, and I don't think they roll with Drew Locke because as watching him for the past couple of seasons, I know Drew Locke is not the answer. I want Colin to be signed by an NFL team just so I can stop hearing about it. Right. right. Just because he says, look, just give me a chance. Give me a chance. I can do it. Okay, I want to see it. Yeah. Go out there, and I want to I want to see. Yeah, make make it through the preseason. Let's see what happens. Come on. Go yeah. through training camp. Go through it all. Let's exactly. See. Kaepernick. Give him preseason games, and then we'll figure out, you know, what. If, see, where's he Urban is. Meyer for a time like this? Oh, if Kaepernick, <laughs> could you imagine that duo in Jacksonville? Urban Meyer and Colin Kaepernick. Oh the man, best new duo. <laughs> that would be something. Uh, Which one? NFL teams this year do you think uh, that missed the playoffs last year will make it this year? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a homer. Probably same with Eric on this one. The Denver Broncos are going to take a big leap forward. Oh, I think everyone's got the Broncos on their list this year. To be honest, yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, it'll be quite the disappointing season. It'll be travesty. But no, I actually think New England does not make the playoffs next year. I can see that. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Do you think Mac Jones is going to be in the Pro Bowl again? No. 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 Mac Jones was a replacement as it was. I think Mac Jones. Yeah, but that's always happened. Gets humbled his second season. You know, he's a rookie. You know, you got nothing to play for. You kind of lose. Then the second season, their expectation rises. Let's see if he can handle it. But I don't see him. Uh, I, I see them missing the playoffs this year. I have three teams making it this year that didn't last year. Ooh. The Colts with Matt Ryan. Yes. I think Matt Ryan and that entire I, team is going to be I amazing. I think, honestly, Matt Ryan's just a safer option compared to Carson Wentz. He's 100%. A Absolutely. I wish they would make the move for Julio Jones. And then there were four where we can be like, yes, they're going to be a playoff team this year. Yeah, so they're yeah. the Indianapolis Falcons. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I all mean, they need is to get Devontae Freeman and just bring back. Brought you to a Super Bowl. All you got to do is not blow it. They run had that the, lead, man. That was a very. Run the ball is all you have to do. Yep. Mm. But yeah, now Jonathan Taylor and that offense now with Matt Ryan, I feel like, yeah, they're going to go places. Man. That's going to be a fun team, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Look, I, honestly, that Colts team offensively is like one good wide receiver away from being a playoff contender. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You know, Julio T- Jones. I don't feel like Julio Jones is like you know a bum or at the end of his career. I feel like he, he has, just he just wasn't a good fit. I don't with, feel like Ryan Tannehill is that great of a, of a quarterback. Agreed. I don't feel like you know he was you know slinging out there. He should have. He, he has AJ Brown who led the league last the, the previous year, and then you have Julio Jones. You should have been slinging that ball all around the field. And your numbers should have been Ex- way higher than what they were. Especially right? when you have uh, MVP running back like Derrick Henry go out exactly. early. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you should have turned the, the passing game and you should have figured something out. But, yeah, I don't. I just don't feel like Ryan Tannehill is that great. So, therefore, I feel like Julio Jones and Indianapolis would be a, a huge move for them. Yeah, next on that list, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. They have made insane moves getting, you know, Khalil Mack from the Bears uh, was it J.C. Jackson from uh, New England? I think overall they're they're going to be real fun. And then also have the Broncos, obviously, like what you guys said earlier. I don't know how you cannot have the Broncos in there with Russell Wilson. You go this from, offense should be cooking, let Rez cook. Yeah, he's gonna light that stadium on fire again. I think this. <laughs> I think this is the it's year. An omen. I'm telling you, this might be the year Russ finally gets a MVP vote because you got a the former offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. Back-to-back MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers worked with Nathaniel Hackett. You bring in Russ, I think Russ finally gets that MVP vote that's been elusive for his career. Yeah, it's going to be super fun in Denver. But next, we'll be having the boys take chances on different topics. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMyHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. Hey man, what's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah, I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere, and I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah, because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today, so find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama. Uh-huh. His laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands in Shangri? I says it was none other than go mile high that camp, Lama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Hey, Colorado sports fans. You're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show Every day across this country. 
Hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it. It can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this great experience working in college radio makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. This is the Unlimited Sports Talk Radio Show, where we talk unlimited sports on Go Mile High Radio. Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. All right, for this segment, we're going to kind of do a, you know, would you rather go with that or this? So first off, for this year in the playoffs, for the NBA coming up, would would you rather choose? Do you think the Miami Heat are going to win the championship or Boston? That's a good uh, take between those two teams. It's kind of hard. I'm actually a, a bit of a Boston fan. Um, yeah, I know you can judge me later, but lately I, I just don't know. I mean, Jason Tatum's great, but I think Jimmy I'm Butler go with is good. Too. Miami with the team that actually has experience in the playoffs and in the they've been there before. So they've been there before. Uh, lost to the Lakers two years ago in the bubble. But the Heat, man, I mean, even though all the controversy that's been going on with them, I feel like Jimmy Butler's just a whole other dude in playoffs, man. I feel like they're going to go. Playoff Jimmy, I got to go with him. Even though Jason Tatum's becoming a surefire superstar in the league, Jimmy Butler's a proven star. He has that chip on his shoulder still. You got to go with Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. I'm going to go with Boston just because they're getting hot at the right time. Oh, absolutely. They had been insane for the, the second half of the season, and I think that means a lot. And while Miami, even though they're still the, the first seed and Celtics are the second seed, I still think Celtics are on the right track. And Miami, they're not going down, but I feel like they're kind of in this little in-between uh, stage. All right, next one. Danny Dimes as their quarterback or a 50-year-old Tom Brady? Danny Dimes is just not a good Danny quarterback. Danny Dimes or a 50-year-old Tom Brady? Yeah. So, hold on. Tom Brady's what, 44 now? No, he's 45. So, five years from now, Tom Brady. No, he's, 40, no, he's, 40, he's 44. He's, he's going to be 45, though, playing yes. this year. So, a five a years from now, Brady or a right now, Daniel Jones? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Brady, hoping that he doesn't get any more injuries in the next five years. But, yeah, Brady over – I mean, I've seen what Daniel Jones can do, and uh, it's pretty bad, man. Like, if I was a quarterback and I got the call to run a quarterback keep on a third and long, I would have freaking changed that at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> to hell with the coaches at that point, dude. Are you kidding me? If for you to actually run that play and hike the ball and then try and do it, oh yeah. my god! And there's no. a reason why New York no Daniel coach. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. why Joe Judge is no longer the coach of the Giants. They actually yeah. thought about bringing him back though. There was like all the you know, oh yeah, Black Monday where they started firing coaches left and right. Then 
Joe Judge is still the, the head coach of the Giants, and he was there for like another three days. Yeah, I do. I mean, by the time Tom Brady's 50, he'll be what? He'll just have won his 13th championship? Or no, yeah. that's not possible. He might win one more. <laughs> you know what, Brady? You know, Maybe. Know. You know what? I don't know. how many, He's got seven now. He could win. Yeah. No, he could win 12. Could win 12. He could win the next five. He could win 12. There we go. All right, would you rather be the GM of the Lakers or the Blazers? Because we talked about the Lakers in the situation of, you know, the big three, if you want to call it that, with Westbrook, AD, and LeBron, and the age situation. But then the Blazers, oh. they also have a tough situation where Anthony Simons is looking at like that that future point guard for them, and he's looking great. But the problem with that is he likes having the ball in his hand. And while uh, Dame is hurt right now, when he comes back, it's going to be tough. You gotta let uh, Dame just go out of the league. You haven't built around him. He's looked statistically, in terms of awards, he's looked horrible on in your franchise. Let Dame be free. I do think they should let him go. Rebuild. Right. It's yeah, time. Absolutely. But you don't want to put it off because yeah. then eventually Damian. I don't know how it hasn't happened yet. He's gonna get frustrated to a point of he's gotta go before he knows it's time. I mean, they got rid of C.J. McCollum. That was like his right hand man. That was his right and left hand man. Yeah. Yeah. And but if you're gonna do that with Anthony Simons, it's the same thing. And we've already seen what it's like with Damian and CJ. It's just gonna be the same thing with Damian and Anthony Simons. Yeah, and that move for to get rid of CJ McCollum. I mean, look, he found himself in a nice situation going to uh New Orleans and now yeah. they're in the you know, playing tournament. Yeah, he's been playing great. So you know, that I don't know. I'd rather be the GM of the, the Lakers because the team sells itself, bro. I would, it would rather be the easiest be... recruiting job you would ever have to do. Come to the Lakers, Los Angeles, sunny, bam, sold. Portland's just a, too, is a really small market team, too. I Magic do think Jones, it would be Kobe Bryant, Shaq, and LeBron James all played here. Kareem. Come here, play too. I do think it would be easier, though, being the Portland Trailblazers because, like what we just said, we already know the what way they should go. I'd like the, the coaching, uh, position right now with trailblazers more than i like the lakers you know i yeah. think you know there's a lot of upside to chauncey billups and frank vogel i see him on his way out yeah would you guys rather have a healthy derrick rose on your team or a boogie cousins uh i'd rather Ooh, see i got boogie now but <laughs> that that's with d rose that's the biggest what if in nba history. Could we get like derrick rose the year after he won MVP and no injury in that season, you know, that I'd be all for it. No ACL tear. He was Rose. incredible, man. That season, that was just like an absolute wonderful highlight reel of good old Derrick Rose, man. I, I loved everything about it. I have his shoes. Huge fan of Derrick Rose. And when he got that injury, man, he never returned back to be the same. But he's still pretty good player, man. But imagine a prime DeMarcus Cousins and Nikola Jokic down in the paint. See, like... DeMarcus Cousins. The thing is, Boogie. With Michael Ballone in, in Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Boogie wouldn't oh, even yeah. be on the Nuggets if he was still a prime Boogie. I understand that. But I'm saying if it was a healthy one and it's kind of, you know, this is what you get on your team. Right. Because yeah. if we look, when Boogie and AD were on the Pelicans, when they were both healthy and playing together, they were amazing. They were, like, winning games after another. All out to the old was, Houston Rockets of the Twin Towers. Yeah. I have a feeling, you know, what happened last year with the Nuggets where they re-signed Austin Rivers. Now he's on there. He's a good defensive uh, player to have. But then also you can see this next year and him bringing back DeMarcus Cousins by having a bigger role next year. Yeah. Eric, do you have any? Do I have any what? 
Did you have any of the take a chance segment things? Because oh. I know you said earlier that you had some or no. Yeah, yeah, I got one. Uh, do you, would you guys rather take Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz? Oh. This is a hard one, I know. Do we get one uh, of them was a potential MVP? Almost, well, almost one. Well, I kind of want to. Do we get though. Carson Wentz now and Baker Mayfield now? Or? Yes, Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz now. Okay. Yeah, let's uh, say you're a team that doesn't have a quarterback. I'm going Baker. Yeah, I would have to go Baker. Uh, actually, I'm gonna go the way of Colin Cowherd, and I'm gonna go with the Carson Wentz here. Because if you Carson Wentz statistically is a four to one touchdown to interception ratio quarterback in his career. Look, neither of them is a win. But if I had to, I'm going Baker. <laughs> Baker's more careful of the ball. Carson's just gonna hold on to it and get hurt. Carson, the thing about him is before the season, you know, when he had that MVP esque season, um, and they went to the Super Bowl that year, he you know, he was playing great at a high level, you know, after that injury. And then the following year, he got the same injury. Basically, you know, he uh, he was just he started seeing ghosts. Like he was, yeah, like he was seeing ghosts, and he was just terrified to play. And you know, you could see it in the way he played. He, he was just scared to get hit, and he wasn't the same dude anymore. So he that's my only concern. I wouldn't want Carson Wentz now. He, it feels like he's damaged goods, and uh, he's he's just too scared. I feel like Baker has something to prove. Mm. Yeah, it's both are an L. Yeah. You definitely don't want. I don't want either, either of them. As I don't even. Yeah, don't even give me Colin Kaepernick. I don't <laughs> want none of those guys. Oh. I'll just draft somebody. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. I don't Willis? even know. To be honest, you know, Malik Willis played in a, a really bad division and he didn't have like the best numbers, but he's athletic. But you know, what does athleticism really get you? You know, just a shiny paycheck. I don't. I don't feel like Malik Willis is the answer. Uh, Kenny Pickett. I don't know. I don't know, man. Carson Strong, you can name all these quarterbacks. Nobody really knows. This year has been really hard for the draft. Mm. So that was the take a chance segment. And now let's 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 talk about some MVP race right now. Because this is the closest the NBA MVP race has been in years. So who you got in your top three? Uh number one, I'm going Jokic, Joel, and then Giannis. Okay. Yeah, I got I pretty much the same thing. Uh, Nikola Jokic number one, uh, Embiid, and then Giannis number three. Yeah, this, I'm so out of touch with the NBA. It's so depressing. But no, my number one is going to be Jokic. He's had a heart. He's literally had to put this Nuggets team on his back all year. He hasn't had his sidekicks. He's had on and off guys all year. And that's basically why he's leaving, you know, the league in all those different categories, you know. He, well, not leaving the league, but he's in the top five of all those categories, assists, points, and and rebounds. You know, the dude's putting the team on his back, and he's done a great job. And some of the games in the final minutes when it gets close, that's when he plays at his highest level. So that's what I'm excited for. If we can, if the Nuggets can keep the game close in the playoffs, then, you know, yeah. I feel like Jokic can pull it through. Yeah, the interesting thing is that, if we look at, okay, so Milwaukee, Philly, and Denver, all of their records are pretty much identical. Yeah. The seeding might be different, but that doesn't matter because, you know, their record is your record. Milwaukee, 4830. Uh, Philadelphia, um, 4830. And then we have the Nuggets at 4732. Yeah. So really, it's going to come down to what are your stats looking like? I mean, if we really look at the numbers, technically Giannis does more for his team as an individual. 
Right. For points wise, absolutely. Yeah. He if, if you, you look at it out. if you look at the advanced stats of like offensive points added, defensive points added, Jokic is wildly running away on that stat. Right, but in his efficiency rating is also number one in the league. But you can look at like some of these games and some of these moments, uh, like recently. Joel Embiid has lost to both Giannis and the Bucks, and he also lost to the Nuggets um, and Jokic. So, and in those games, you know, Jokic ended up having the better numbers. You know, even against the, you know, I don't know. It, it's just crazy. Like this last game with the Nuggets playing the Lakers and kicking them out of the playoffs, basically, and the Nuggets, you know, going up to the fifth seed. Now leading the division in the Northwest, they have a chance to win it, even with a losing divisional record. Um, I feel like Jokic has got this, man. No way. I mean, because he had 38 points against the the, the uh, Lakers and 13 rebounds. You know, Jokic is great, but I totally see him winning it this year. I do think Jokic deserves it this year. I don't think he's going to get it. Wow. That's Just because take, the media man. doesn't want to give it to a small market player again. That and voting fatigue. He won it last year. You have to do something insane, and you have to be the clear winner to repeat as MVP. Jokic's numbers have been wildly better this year than his MVP season last year. Yeah, I agree. But then we also have two other of the top three for the MVP that have 30 or more points. I mean, regardless, people are going to be, you know, robbed of MVP. I mean, look at Devin Booker. He's probably not even going to get a first place vote, but what he's doing is insane. First first in the West, playing literally out of his mind, even without yeah. his he's averaging, there. When it comes to points, he's averaging more than 25. Rebounds or more than 25 and assists more than 25. To have a, a year like that and not even get a first place vote is going to be insane. But, I mean, if Jokic wins, he'll become the 15th player. To win multiple MVPs. And he'll be the fourth European player to win back-to-back MVP awards. Yeah, Nikola Jokic is 72 points and 14 rebounds away from the very first 2,000-point, 1,000-rebound, and 500-assist season in NBA history. You cannot tell me that that is not MVP. I told you I think he's MVP. You said he's not going to win it. I think he deserves to win it, but I don't think he will. It's because the voter... Plus the voters, I've heard a lot of voters just don't want to give it to a smaller market player again, like because they struggled to give it to MB Jokic last year. You know what would be so great though, if that this whole year we were arguing Joel or Nicola, and then Giannis just ends up stealing it. What if Jason Tatum comes up nowhere? No, they're almost number one. Uh, no. Anyways, no. When we return, <laughs> we will be ranking the NFL's division. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMountHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. So I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you know, uh-huh. see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the llama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I caddied for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com. 
Lemme. Uh-huh. They get the best sports coverage in the state. The Lemme actually tips me this time 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans! Live in the now! So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost. Yeah, I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere, and I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah, because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today, so find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. You gotta be unlimited. You gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. I'm your host, Michael Kruger, and with me is Jeff Gerard and Eric Sigala on the board. Let us rank some divisions, fellas. We're gonna start off with the NFC North. Rank of in those four teams, Bears, Lions, Green Bay, and the Vikings of where they are going to end up. I could see with the Packers losing a lot of stars outside Aaron Rodgers and paying Aaron Rodgers. Kirk Cousins wildly playing like Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook carries that team to the first overall seed in the NFC North. No. no. Um, <laughs> Vikings. No way. I mean, Vikings, Kirk Cousins, he's one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks I've ever seen. He's the most in, He's the most consistently inconsistent quarterback. Exactly. So I can't go with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, you know, even with Dalvin Cook, I mean, they, 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 they have an identity crisis. I don't know if their new uh, head coach is going to be able to turn things around. But I still feel like, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, no matter who he's got on his team, he's going to, you know. Make They'll get someone. Ball. Yeah, there's no way. Julio Jones, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How how are they going to pay Julio? They got no money. They'll find a way. Yeah, they will find a way. I'm going to ride with Jay Jetta and Thielen to the number one seed. But you know, I feel like the Bears are going to be the bottom of the division. Uh, I feel like they're going to throw Justin Fields out there, and you know what? Sadly, he's not going to be ready, and he's going to actually turn out to be a draft bust. 
and the Lions are actually going to do better than them. That's my uh, I think you're rid of Jared Goff. If, Goff's, if Goff isn't the starting quarterback in Detroit, I would at least have them third, but Goff's that starter. Goff yeah. took the Rams to the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, and he and he has a horrible record when he doesn't have McVay as his coach. <laughs> I've got, okay, Green Bay, Vikings, Bears, and Lions. I'm going to go Vikings, Packers, Bears, Lions. Wow. No, I'm going with uh, Packers, uh, Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm going. My dad would be really happy with you. Go. He's a big Lions fan. Good. All right. <laughs> Just for them to move up one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he'll take that. He'll be like, right on. We got more than five wins this year. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. NFC East, we have Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and Washington. By far the weakest division. Agreed. <laughs> Second weakest division in the entire league. All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with um, – it's going to be a little you know, challenging, man. I feel like the Giants are still going to be the bottom of the division. Giants mm-hmm. have not done anything in the playoffs to really like make them you know, anything worthy. The Commanders, Washington Commanders, uh, probably third. Um, Eagles and Cowboys, yeah, they're probably going to be the top two of the division. I don't know who's going to win it. You know, the Packers – I mean, the sorry, the Cowboys, they have a lot of question marks around them. Mm. Um, the Eagles, yeah, you, like you said earlier in the show, you know, it depends on whether or not Jalen Hurts can make that leap, you know, can make his team better. Yeah, if Jalen can take that next step. He's really the one that everybody's going to need to focus on to see, you know, whether or not he's the answer. But, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys just because of who they have. All right, Joe. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Eagles again that first first seed in the NFC. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> I, I don't. Good luck, man. You guys have concerns who, about Hurts. I don't think. Dak's going to be the same quarterback without Amari. I know CD's still there, Gallup's still there, but Amari was a different kind of cat. So it's going to be Eagles, Cowboys, Commanders, and then Danny Dimes riding <laughs> that fourth place. I I would love to take the Eagles number one, but i got to go with Cowboys still. I feel like the weapons that the Cowboys have is still better than the Eagles. So I'm going Cowboys 1, Eagles 2, Giants. No, not doing Giants. Washington 3, and then Giants 4. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, NFC South, which Jeff is saying is the weakest, I'm guessing. Honestly, I compare this to the NFC East. At least you have Wentz, Prescott, and sadly, uh, you got Hurts there. In the NFC South, you got, what, Mariota? You got a question mark in Carolina. Same you have a question here. mark in New eh. Orleans. Is Winston really going to come back and still be good? Yes. Winston has Always changed his career. Honestly, he got the LASIK eye surgery. He's ready to roll. Win- He's going to take his division. You saw what he was able to do in the early on in the season. Yeah. You know, they were winning the division. Who's, they were like 5-1 and one with him. They have a special Once teams coach hurt, as the head coach in New Orleans now. Doesn't matter, man. You know what? It's not a Hall of Famer in Sean Payton. You don't have a Hall of Fame head coach anymore in New Orleans. Here's my hot take for this division. Tom Brady, you're gonna see him really live up to his age. He's gonna be forty he's gonna be like what Brett Favre was his last season. Oh no. And he's gonna get rattled. And you know what? It's gonna be the end of Tom Brady. Finally. Wow. We're gonna close this chapter on it and we're not gonna talk about it for another fifteen years. It sounds personal. It is personal. You you're a Tom Brady hater? Maybe a little bit, but you know what? Seven championships, that's pretty good. So, you know, he's the GOAT, whatever, <laughs> yada, yada. Tired of talking about him. Tired of him being the focal point of every NFL season. 
Let's move on. So he's not going to win the division again. And you know what? It's going to be the Saints. But Wow. Yeah, Winston. Winston's going to take him. Tell mm. me. Even after his AFC, ACL injury or whatever, he's still going to do it. I think Winston's going to show you why he got kicked out of Tampa Bay the first time. He doesn't have That's a whole thing. take. You guys take it or leave it. You know, I've been right before. I, I said that the Rams are going to win the, the Super Bowl this past year. <laughs> you guys are just like hating That's me, a whole what? lot of easier take than the uh, Saints winning the division over Tom Brady. Uh, everybody Tampa said Bay. Matthew Stafford was a washed-up quarterback. I so, didn't say know. that. I respect Matthew Stafford. I, I didn't know you last year. so I thought Matthew Stafford was a good quarterback in Detroit in a bad situation. But, like, honestly, I think <clears throat> bottom will be Atlanta. I don't think Mariota's the answer. Agreed. Uh, and I think Carolina could possibly, you know, um, draft somebody or sign somebody in free agency. But Carolina only. Cam and what's his name? Sam Darnold, not Sam the answer. Darnold. <laughs> the only way Carolina takes a step forward is if Christian McCaffrey can actually stay healthy and they figure out that quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot he was on the team. I did, too. Yeah, because he's always <laughs> not playing. But we talked about quarterbacks. You forget about the running backs. Especially the little ones. I'm probably going Tampa, Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. I do agree. Falcons will be the last. I mean, the Falcons literally only have Kyle Pitts as a receiving option, and he's looking like Julio Jones. Lots Lots of yards, no touchdowns. Good luck to him. All right. Final division in the NFC, the NFC West. Yeah, I felt like this was the best division last year. Last the year, NFC yeah. West, you know, the Rams, Cardinals, 49ers all make the playoffs. And then, of course, you had the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. That was his, one of his worst seasons. Um, and he this still year, had 25 like, touchdowns. Yeah, Seattle's still going to be at the bottom of the division. Um, I don't know what what happens in, in San Francisco. I don't know if yeah. they, they switch to. Um, I believe they're going Trey Lance. Lance. Yeah. I, I think that's and the they route still have going. Here's a hot take. Here's a hot yeah. take for me for San Fran. It's going to be similar to last season, but. Trey Lance is going to be given the starting job after six games. I think they're going to start off. No, I've seen that happen in the past before. And you know, it's a Shanahan who actually did it. Mike Shanahan did that with Jake Plummer to Jay Cutler. He made that switch. Then, you know, the rest of the history, you know, (laughs) he ended up getting fired two years later. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, Shanahan, whatever he does with San Francisco and his quarterback situation is really going to reflect on his uh, future with San Francisco. But how I so, see this division going is Seahawks bottom, Niners in third, Rams making the wild card in the second, and then the Cardinals winning the division, and Kyler Murray finally deciding to actually play and show up playoff time. I mean, they were great, man, when they had DeAndre Hopkins, but once Hopkins, like like one player makes difference for some of these teams. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, can, I can see that happening, but. Mm, I'm going Rams. This is the Rams division to lose. They have even gotten better. I think the Rams last year. I think the Rams issue is every team that wins the Super Bowl's issue, they're going to have that Super Bowl hangover for at least half the season. I'm not saying they're going to repeat as champions. I'm saying that they're going to win the division. I don't think, I think the Cardinals, you know, they've lost a lot this offseason. I don't think they've improved a lot. There's the question mark on Kyler Murray. Is his heart really in it? He wants to get paid. And I don't think that team is really going to gel well. I mean, the athletics are trading everybody. They might need a. Stank a baseman to come play. Oh, yeah. Maybe Kyler Murray's going back to the MLB. Um, so, yeah, I think Rams are taking that one. All right, AFC North. Uh, AFC North is going to be interesting division. I feel like the Bengals are going to win it. Um, I feel like Steelers probably – no, I don't know about the Steelers. I feel like the Ravens are going to be sick. And then probably 
the Browns and then the uh, Steelers after that. I feel like Steelers are bottom until they get a quarterback. I'm going Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. Sounds good. Or I'm going to have the Steelers last, uh, Browns third, because I honestly, I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to have it again. I don't think he's going to play this year. Mm, probably. Um, and then Ravens in second, because they're going to hopefully stay healthy this season. Then Joe Burr is going to repeat as the champion. Joe Burr. All right. AFC East, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets. Yeah, Bills. Um, probably going to go with the Patriots still at number two, but they missed the playoffs. Then then Dolphins, then Jets. Yeah. I'm going to go Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Okay. I think Tua is going to have a good huh? year. Dolphins are going to make the turnaround, huh? I think so. I mean, with Tyreek I feel like Hill, they would have done it with Brian Flores, but, you know, what do I know? <laughs> Mike McDaniel, let's see how, how this guy does. He's Mike kind Mc, of a character. Yeah, you so tax, Mike man. McDaniel wants to use Tyreek like he used Debo. Let's see. Let's do it. Honestly, yeah. I think it, this one's easy. Josh Allen, number one. Um, number two quarterback. Josh in Allen is going to win the division. Wow, him, yeah. Himself, man. He's gonna just, gonna, I mean, he runs and passes already for his team. You know? Yeah, he can do it. It's going to be defense. Play I'm going to go Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, because the Jets are going to jet. Oh, yeah. I thought for sure you were going to say something like Jets are going to win it all. AFC South, Texans, Colts, uh, Tennessee, and Jacksonville. I feel like Jacksonville is going to make a leap. I think they're going to go over Houston because Houston's just got awful. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the Titans are going to slip a bit, but I think the Colts are going to take the division. I'm going to go Colts, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Texans. I like what the uh, Jaguars have done this offseason. They spent a lot. That offensive line's looking good, and I think this is going to be a good year for Trevor Lawrence. He's going to turn it around. He's going to be the player we all thought he was going to be uh, uh, with his head coach, Doug Peterson. Oh, MVP? No. Oh, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm not getting that hot with the team. I think Trevor Lawrence gets most improved. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Because you go so. from uh, uh, yeah, Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson. Yeah, that alone is most improvement. All right, here's the toughest one. AFC West, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, and Chargers. I'm going with the uh, – I'm going to actually go with the Raiders to win this division. Whoa. Then the Chiefs, then the Broncos, and then the Chargers. I think uh, I think all these teams are really great, and I think the Broncos still make the playoffs even though being the third in the division. I'm going to go Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers because the Chargers going to charger. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's pretty much the truth. I'm actually going Chargers, Chiefs. Broncos Raiders. It's going to be that man. You could take any one of those teams in the AFC West and put them in any other division. They could be be number one. They would be the division winner for sure. That's that's tough. That is all for today, folks. I'm Michael Crew and Jeff to my right and Eric on the board. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMyHigh.com for other Beyond Your Network. This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.